Okay, so this is take two, and uh, this is me delving into some more Bakun and stuff. And uh, this is from something he wrote in the Reaction in Germany, released in 1842. So here's what he said. He said, everywhere, especially in France and England, social and religious societies are being formed which are wholly alien to the world of present-day politics, societies that derive their life from new sources quite unknown to us, and that grow and diffuse themselves without fanfare. That's diffuse, not defuse, just so you know. Anyway, moving on. The people, the poor class, which without doubt constitutes the greatest part of humanity, the class whose rights have already been recognized in theory, but which is nevertheless still despised for its birth, for its ties with poverty and ignorance, as well as indeed with actual slavery, this class, which constitutes the true people, is everywhere assuming a threatening attitude and is beginning to count the ranks of its enemy, far weaker in numbers than itself, and to demand the actualization of the right already conceded to it by everyone. So, again, he wrote that in 1842. It seems like a timely quote from Bakunin, and I'll take the liberty to somewhat update it for today, even stealing his style a little bit, uh, just for the fun of it. So, here goes. Here's some, some stuff that I've written, written in reaction to that. So everywhere, when states cling to power by their customary claims, and when any of these systems of discrimination are still held by powerful groups, some of the people begin to feel that they themselves are looked upon with indifference and that their rights may possibly be interfered with. with. This feeling is often expressed not only in written petitions, but by slow protests by more or less violent acts of unrest, by revolts against perceived unjust laws, by an utter lack of confidence in the justice of their rulers and the sincerity of their promises. Yes, extremely relevant, isn't it? I guess you could call me the Bakunin impersonator. So it's true that people are with only occasional exceptions, working class, or perhaps more blatantly oppressed, and either live in poverty or are one or two missed payments or bad luck events away from it. They're the working class, and as was so often the case in the past, the voice of their dissent does not adequately come from within the established political parties. I mean, why would it? Indeed, the voices quite typically outside of those parties within the social movements, and it arises from the economic oppression and, the, and sometimes the terror of the masses. Because really, if you think about it, a lot of the stuff that we consider the economy is really just fear of negative consequences. You know, you'll be punished in some ways systematically if you make quote-unquote, the wrong decision, right? So, I mean, that's really a prime motivator for how the society around us functions. 
And frankly, it's a lot about how we function. You know, classical communists referred to this as the proletarian struggle. But of course, those classical state communist movements cynically co-opted those struggles and used them to prop up all powerful dictatorial states, which rendered the working class people into, yet again, mere machines to be bossed around. And yes, we might mock, ridicule, and fear the formerly loyal communist or fascist hordes who pledged allegiance to some authoritarian strongman. But what are we seeing today but a return to form with the reemergence of fascist ideals under some disconcerting and convoluted varieties of neo-fascism? What's happening in the USA today, and I don't mean the newspaper, but the U.S. in the world of today. But anyway, what's happening, uh, for example, with the apparent ever-looming de facto default on state obligations and the vast deregulations of the financial services and banking sectors. It's a classic example of this, yet those in power are speaking out in no uncertain terms against the populist movements and sentiments and the jobless, angry middle class, be it over the rioting in Ferguson, Missouri, or in Minneapolis, Minnesota, or any of a hundred other examples. Though such events are linked to some specific causes, make no mistake that they have some greater connotations as well. It all seems to also fall under the great umbrella question, is democracy dead or alive? This has been going on for years, and yet the powers that be continue to be quite deaf to the voices of the downtrodden and suffering. And when they don't have a deaf ear, they try to cynically turn those citizens against some marginalized group or another, pinning the blame all on them, scapegoat style, you know, whether it's immigrants or people who are LGBT or, of course, the war on teachers, you know, the the demonic women who might have abortions or, or whatever, you know, um, just, just distract us from, you know, accusing people who have actual power. Aside from, like, blaming one party or, or another for it, you know, just like blame the Democrats perhaps, you know, like, or the Democrat party as the Republicans call them. And sure enough, like if we're looking at the United States, the two party system is definitely immensely flawed and the Democrats are definitely not perfect, but obviously there is a rather concerted effort at this point to uh, move us away from a two party state and into a sort of a one party neo-fascist theocratic dictatorship. And I think it's, it's simply is impossible to deny that that's where some people in this country are trying to take things, you know, some powerful interests. Well, in contrast to that, rather than mere scapegoating of people who have relatively little power anyway, I want to see people actually create organic on-the-ground alternatives to the situation, even if not as an alternative to the status quo, 
but perhaps just as an available alternative to it um, sometimes, you know? Possibly even something handy in emergencies. So when politicians, corporations, and other institutions inevitably fail, there absolutely should be regular people stepping up to the plate with their own ideas and organizations. And yes, I know this happens already to some degree, and this all probably sounds like I'm just spewing some platitudes, but I nevertheless think these sentiments bear some repeating, and I'm always looking forward to seeing some real-life examples of, you know, people not being so utterly dependent on either corporations, politicians, or, of course, religious leaders or charities or any number of things like that, you know? I want to see people actually take some power for themselves. And it's it's even more impressive to me if they do it, you know, like sort of naturally and organically and uh, with little, you know, uh, I guess propaganda or anything like that needed, just sort of happening as a, as an almost spontaneous development. I'm always impressed by that. I'd like to see more of it, you know, sort of an, an, an almost more apolitical variety of politics where people are just freely making decisions on the ground without needing to uh, have some great leader calling the shots. I think this is, that's always... Well, maybe not always, but generally a positive thing. And go ahead and let me know of examples of that happening. I'm usually pretty glad to see it.